describes acts of extreme violence in graphic detail and may include discussions about demonology and the occult, topics that caused widespread panic during the 1980s. This content may not be suitable for children under the age of 50. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Talk. I'm James. And I'm Dan. Where are we from today, Dan? We are from Grog Talk, Grog Talk, Grog Con 2021. Yes, congratulations. Hey, where's the big crowd out there? Yes. There we go. Well, you know, they, they, they sound noisier because we're in the lobby and the people are checking in, making a lot of noise. Yes. Seeing that there's take every advantage we can get. They Absolutely. count. They, they, everyone counts. Okay. Everyone who's watching either just casually or tangentially count. So we are very excited to be here after, what, two years? We are back here, GrogCon 21, inside Crucible 9, thanks to our dear hosts, uh, Craig and Tim. We're so glad. Hopefully, Craig will be able to stop in for a second. I know he's checking folks in. This is literally our one, and we have our dear friend with us to the right. He is He's not He's not robbing us. He is He is just being safe and precautious. Our our dear friend, Carlos Slicing. Give it up for Carlos Slicing. There we go. Thanks thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you having me. Oh, so I just have to add live. Well, so we're, we're happy to be here after our two-year suspension from the Wyndham. Right. Thank you for having us back. We appreciate uh, everything. Was that no contest or something? How did that work? It was, it was a plea agreement. But oh, very we good. We can't talk about it. That was part of the, it's part been, of the stipulation. It was sealed. Right? So uh, anyway, today is kicking off GrogCon 21. We are first thing in the morning, and we've got a lot of folks here, and so well, we've got games, both first edition games. We have, I think, Star Frontiers. We have Metamorphosis Alpha. Uh, uh, Crucible has tabletop games, uh, miniature games, everything you want. Vendors, please come out. One of the key sponsors is Coliseum of Comics, who's uh, nine locations here in Central Florida. Give them a quick shout-out. And also Noble Knight Games. Is, is a golf clap there because uh, later when uh, the our editor, our Tim Cass, Rob Ritchie, comes on to do our Jeopardy, well, I also want him to uh, unveil, is that the right word? Unrobe, unveil our new flipping and turning number five, and that was sponsored by Noble Knight Games. So go check them out on noblenight.com, correct? Yes? That's very good. All right, so I think that's it for the announcements. So what do we want to do? Because we basically have no agenda, right? We have no agenda. Right. We have no agenda. So I think we'll just go into random encounter. Huh? Let's do it. Let's do random encounter. So what do we do in random encounter? All right. Now, uh, Carlos, I would like to invite you to do the very important dorso roll. Okay. But you do okay. know a little bit about this dice tray, don't you? I do. I do. Are you Are you still willing to roll? You're, I am. You're a cat person. I am. Okay. Have it. So we, we have our dice, of course, from the Angry Monk. 
right? Angry Monk. And so uh, we've got a dorsal roll. So give us a roll to see whether we're going to be going out of the fiend folio or the monster. Sure. Uh, For those of you guys who can't see this right now, this this comes very well equipped with much cat hair. And uh, <laughs> the, uh, I think most of the cat litter is, is out of it. Did you actually clean it or not? Well, you, there's really never can get 100% clean. You do understand that. That's true. Monster Manual 2. Oh. Manual two. I really thought right, of Here we go. Monster Manual 2. You need me to get my Monster Manual 2, don't hey, you? Oh, yeah, because yours is all I'm, set up. That's well, I've got the special coding. I'm flipping, I'm turning. Don't right. pressure, we're live, Dan. Anytime. Well, you know, it's Anytime. the last one in the backpack. Because how? Who uses this thing? Me. Ooh, that was awkward. Okay. <laughs> All right. Monster, Monster Manual Two. Carlos, I need you to please roll a D10. D10 it is. Do you need help knowing which one that is? No, I think oh, okay. I think I got that figured out. Thanks. Okay. That is a two. A two. We are in a Dungeon. We're I said dungeon. we're in a dungeon. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> the risk of a live show with a live audience. This really is before a live studio audience. This is, yes. By the way, for those who want to know how we determine random encounter, you can go to F- issue four of flipping and turning. Is that correct? Issue four? D10. Issue four? Anyone? Anyone? No? This is, that should be. Is that your D ten result? Is a ten. James, did you hear that? We are at, we are in dungeon level ten. Whoa! There we go. I, yes, t- dungeon level ten. I like it. Carlos, do you know what you then roll? This is that funky business. Oh, it is. Uh, I think it's. Uh, is it two? Is it two d six? No, it is a uh, eight and a twelve. Eight right? twelve. That's right. Eight and eight a twelve. And 12. Eight at twelve. All right. You ready, bud? Who's our current champ? This champ's gonna go down. There he's in Don, with... the Mastodon. Oh, he's in trouble. Oh, I'm he's ready, in sir. a lot of trouble. That would be a fourteen. A lich. Oh, oh there we go. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Mastodon. <laughs> well, nice. Yes, a lich. So the yeah, today's monster is Lich. The Lich. Thank you. Can you spell Lich? <laughs> Can you spell Lich? L I C H. If you spelled it, then you spell it right. There, oh my god. Oh man, look at those threads. Oh my god. Whoa. Everyone is here. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Victor, so I gotta actually we gotta move. Okay, you just showed up. Let me see if you're in the thing. Hold on. Oh, yeah, you're in there. Yeah, yeah, here he is. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Say say hi. Hello. Hello, check one, say it again. Hello, hello, hello. Oh. So now Vic is here. The whole gang is here. Hello, hello. Okay, great. Um, How you been? It's fun. Good to see you. Good to see you. I love that that jacket. I told you I was giving you a surprise for for those who are listen, will be listening to the podcast. Vic is adorned, festooned in a wonderful jacket, colored in polyhedron dice. Yeah, Vic, can you tell us what are you wearing and uh, who made it? That's right. Use your mic. Spoonflower and said, "You know what? I need a jacket." Use your mic, Vic. You got to use your mic because the rest can't be on the podcast. Found this uh, pattern on Spoonflower, and I said, "I need a." a nice jacket for the, the conventions. And so 
I had it made up for just for this one, and well, well, well we, continuing. <laughs> we appreciate you dressing up for the show, Vic. This, All right, we're, we're, we're doing Lich, by the way. This doesn't those. look scary. No. Pay, what page are we on? For those of you following along at home, we're on page 61 of the Monster Manual, Lich. And uh, that would be, is that Tramp then? Yep. D -A, is it D-A-T? It is. Tramp. Okay. James? Or no, shall we quiz Vic and Carlos? Usually I quit. Usually a twist. I usually, I Quiz James on the stats. Okay, gentlemen, frequency. What would you say the frequency is? Very rare. Do you agree with I that? I agree. You are both correct. Yes, well, here we go. Get a ding. <laughs> Number appearing 40 to 400. 4400. <laughs> Number appearing one. I agree. You're both correct. Armor class zero. I'll agree. You are both correct. I think we need to alternate who goes first. I think he's kind of riding your coattails. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would agree with Carlos Lizey, too. <laughs> I mean, if I was a betting man. Okay, Vic. So this is what Vic gets. Movement, right? <laughs> poor, poor Vic. Movement. Twelve. Six. Carlos Lizey. Oh, this, we've stirred up some controversy here, haven't we? It is, right? It is. It's six. So that's so you can outrun it. Just run. Is that the, is that the lesson? That's going to be Don's strategy. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Is that what it has? No spoilers from the crowd, please. Shouldn't need to, as you'll find out in a moment. <laughs> hit, hit dice, Carlos. Hit dice. Eleven plus. What the? Okay. What's scary about this is you clearly have too many liches in your adventures. Clearly. <laughs> liches get stitches. Are you, oh wait, I'm sorry. I, 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 I gave it away. Uh, do you? Yeah, I'm going to agree. You are, you are right to agree. It is 11 plus. Now, here's a little bit of good news. A little bit of good news. Vic, percent in layer. 90. 50. Vic has tied it up. It is 90. It is 90%. Is it? See, you think it's 50 because you always have in your ventures running around. I remember that in D1, Gary Gygax had a 20th level Lich as a wandering monster. So the only reason I, I think that's why I remember if someone it, has a wandering that. lich in your adventure. You should punch him in the face. It must have been me as a DM then, right? right? At first level, of course. So I think ten, the only reason it's 10% is probably because of you. Uh, mm -hmm. Treasure... Who are we on? We are on treasure type. Who's up for treasure I type? I think it would be me. I think it's me. Huh? I think it's me. Treasure type. Um, treasure type. H. I wouldn't even know the difference between the treasure types. I'm going to say H. I'm going to say A. It's A. Wow. A is yeah. the best one. Isn't A the best one? Is A? There's a lot of good stuff. A, a is one of the best ones. One I said of, I think went with H because of the uh, amount of scrolls and potions. Yeah. All right. Number of attacks. One. Correct. You are both correct. Damage per attack. 1d10. D8. D10. D10. We're going through all of these, really. We need to move on. Okay. No, there's only one that matters. The alignment's the one that's interesting. Oh. That's true. You literally go through all these other ones. The only one that's interesting is alignment. You don't find movement interesting? No. Okay, I do. All right. 
No one's interested. You don't even like Go Delicious. Okay. He, well, who's made an official appearance. He's like a lich. He came out of his crypt for this. He's on the road. Here he is. He's so sleeping. He's gotten so boring. Wait, wait. He was trapped in the car for all night. All right. He's just recovering from being locked alone. Go ahead. Did you leave a window open? All right. No. Alignment. All right. We'll get right to alignment because this is where things get interesting. Who wants to alignment? We'll try it. It's your favorite dance. Yeah, parenthetical evil. Neutral evil. Mm, bold move. Lawful evil. It is parenthetical evil. It is neutral, parenthetical evil. All right. So let's talk about the lich exists because of its own desires and the use of powerful and arcane magic. The lich, the lich passes from a state of humanity to a non-human, non-living existence through force of will. It retains this status by certain conjurations, enchantments, and a what? A phylactery? <laughs> Hey. Do you have a phylactery? Hey. Don't, use, don't use those terms. Well, everyone knows so. you need a phylactery. It's a family show. You can't live without a phylactery. Yeah, apparently. Oh, gosh. No, don't. No, you don't even want to. I'm getting gestures from the crowd. It's <laughs> very inappropriate. A lich is most often... What is, wait, what is a... What's a, what's a phylactery? A phylactery... Well, it's... Technically, it's like a little box that's worn on a leather strap. Usually on the arm or the forehead, um, it used to be a uh, an, an old religious token. However, you would, you would it can be indeed terms, it can be anything. Okay, a phylactery. Did you know what a phylactery is? Yes, you'd have to you'd put scriptures in there. Uh -huh. Can you spell phylactery? The P. <laughs> okay, yes, correct. <laughs> a lich is most most often encountered within its hidden chambers. Thank God. This layer typically secret chambers and phylactery. That's interesting. <laughs> it sounds like you're clear. Are we going there? <laughs> oh, you must you must be punished. Exactly. So maybe laugh. I can't read. Okay. Um, and in any case, where am I? Okay, underground light. Oh, and in any case, all right. A lich is most often encountered within its hidden chambers. This layer typically being in some wilderness area or vast underground labyrinth. And in any case, both solidly constructed of stone and very dark. Through the power which changes this creature from human to lich, the armor class becomes equivalent of plus one plate armor and plus one shield, meaning AC zero. Similarly, hit dice are eight-sided, and the lich can be affected only by magical attack forms or by monsters with magical properties of six or more hit dice. Currently, I'm not impressed. Hold on. So here's the first question. Since... Gygax wrote plate mail and shield equivalent. Would you use AC adjustments if you fought him or not, Carlos? No. No, why not? He's a monster type. Okay, Vic, you said no. Pick up your mic if you want to talk. No, he's a monster, and you're, you're dealing with a creature that has a magical armor. Okay. But typically, if you had armor, you would use AC adjustments. So you're saying just because they said it, you don't get it. I say that he's wearing, it says the equivalent of plus one plate mail, not plus one plate mail. Therefore, he's he's essentially not, the adjustment is, is because of the physical nature of the plate mail. So it's not there, forget it. Question, yeah. Plus, plus one plate, plate shield. shield. I feel like it should be Donahue or whatever. That's right. Running out to the crowd. So the, yeah, the crowd, the, the crowd asked, <laughs> running up. our crowd asked, uh, you know, what's the equivalent armor class? But, 
Okay. Well, but yes, but the answer is so for AC adjustments, you don't use it unless it's typically it's the actual armor, right? You don't use it if it's a monster hide or anything. Correct. Right. At least that's what it says in the books. Well, and let's face it, you don't use it ever. Okay. Moving on. Yes. Liches were formerly ultra powerful magic users or magic user clerics. Wait a second. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. You knew that was coming. Are you impressed now? Yes, but wait, <laughs> is that a dual class? You were dual class? How do you become a magic yes. user? Because can you be, you're, were you a human? Can you have been, magic user cleric, can you have a half, can you have a half elf magic user cleric? Or elf? Yeah, but it wouldn't be that. Yes. Yeah, but it wouldn't be that high level. Because of racial limits, you couldn't be so, up. So, you, you, you couldn't go class? that high. Yeah, racial limits, you couldn't do that. Oh my god. So it has to be dual class. And I, right, so it's human dual class. Okay, got it. Of not less than 18th level of magic use. Their touch is so cold as to cause 1 to 10 points of damage and paralyze opponents who fail to make their saving throw. The mere sight of a lich will cause any creature below 5th level or 5 hit dice to flee in panic from fear. All liches are able to use magic appropriate to the level they had attained prior to becoming non-human. I guess this is where it gets tricky. Right? The following spells not tricky, rough. The following spells or attack forms have no effect on liches, charm, sleep, enfeeblement, polymorph, cold, electricity, insanity, or despot or symbols. That's why I said he didn't have to worry about running from the lightning bolt. Electricity. You don't have to worry about running from. Yeah, one of our, our members of our audience said uh, he can't run from lightning bolt. And, and he I said meant, he, he, meant the he meant the mastodon. Oh. The mastodon is going to run for his life because he uh, can outpace the, the lich. And I think then. He's thinking the lightning bolt would come from the lich, not the lich would be from. So, wait. So you're reading. You're literally going to read this whole thing. Okay. There's a, I'm on the last part. In for a penny, in for a pound. A lich appears very much as does a white or mummy, being a skeletal form. Eye sockets mere black holes with glowing points of light, and garments most often rotting, but most rich. Well, I have to read it because I probably haven't read it before. Wait, the lich doesn't have any spells. They're they're equivalent to a. To a high level magic user or magic user cleric, of course they have spells. Does it say that? What? Well, people just say things. I don't know if I can trust them. Did it say that? Did I read that? I would think Carlos is the authority of that. You had a little much, champ. Follow If you look at the Rogues Gallery book, they have some example liches in there. Two yeah. of them regenerated. Both of them have expansive amounts of spells. Oh, because it doesn't just, I mean, it doesn't actually say that, right? It just says they were formerly. It does just about every single other lich in publication ever. Hey, I'm just, you know, this is, you know, this, this is the book. <laughs> this is, this trumps. So are those. <laughs> they were books, that's true. Well, yes, I mean, in what? Well, besides S1, which is a demi-lich, you've got, it was a, like you said, D2 or something, D3. D1. There's, he's, there's guys just hanging out. He's got his little tomb there. Um, then they're random ones, rogues gallery. Sure. But, so, but that's, that's, it's like you're reading the monster manual with new, fresh eyes. That's when we, when Dan reads it, it's like, he's never read it. Before. That's the show. Yeah. That, that literally is the show. So, so, but it took that. Did it take stuff like the rogues gallery and stuff like that to make it clear that you get spells? Because if I was just, if I had just bought this at Walden books and I read this, I would not necessarily be confused as to whether or not this guy gets yeah, it's it, it's probably a little bit too nebulous, but it is it's 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 explicit in the other books that have been 
subsequently published. So that's what makes it nasty. You're running into an 18th level. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, with a, with a crazy armor class. And his name is Asperides, by the way. The one from D1. It just occurred to me. Why is there a lich in Rogue's Guide? Oh, has one of the characters become a lich? No, two of them are uh, are just pre-generated liches. Uh-oh. Because it takes so much time to create one, Gary was kind enough to uh, to provide them for you. Right, that was very sweet of him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so... so, so, so By yeah. the way, I did want to confirm... Oh. Where can we always go to look? Go into the DMG. Oh. If you go to page 206, under... Uh, you know where they define these. I do, and I didn't think there'd be any new information here, but there is. It, special attacks. Paralyzing. Spell use. So now we have another place. So we have the glossary. We now have, what's this thing called? This thing is called like Appendix E. E. So it's not a new thing. It's been here since 1979. Right, and we consider that a valid source, right? <laughs> Barely, apparently. I just want to make sure. Alphabetical monster listing. I, I, I like how I'm being made fun of because I didn't think to look in Appendix E on, on, on a chart, which is really just a description of what should already be included. But okay, no, that's very useful. I will always... I will always double-check Appendix E now if I have any questions. I wasn't sure it was in there. I, I, I was just guessing. Because you're the one who told me about the glossary, which I totally ignored. So this is kind of a payback. So I feel like I'm not as insufficient, deficient as I was. But pointed correctly that the glossary has a lot of information. Like, what was it, death? The, the definition of death is in there? Yeah, zero. It says zero. That's a minus, minus 10. All right, so we have a lich. So Versus Don the Mastodon. So um, the, the Lich, uh, would someone like to create a story of how Don the Mastodon, and I mean, I know it basically writes itself, of course. Yes, he, Don somehow fell 10 levels down into the dungeon. I, mm-hmm. How did that happen? Go ahead. Don showed up as a consequence of a summon monster. Oh. oh. Very good. Very good. That's well safe. played. Why That's right. here. I've always thought about that. I would think you're just. I mean, you never think about the monster that's summoned. I mean, that poor monster, right? There's a PC in one of my games that's actually a familiar to an NPC. Oh, very nice. Oh. <laughs> that was a cool. Okay, <laughs> stuff like that. Come on now. Sorry. Right. So, we, <laughs> regardless, we still roll surprise. Maybe, maybe the lich was surprised that a mastodon came. So we need to. <laughs> Wouldn't you? <laughs> Hey, look at that. A mastodon. What the? Wow, that's awesome. Well, he probably would be looking in his DMG. Is it even an option to get a mastodon? Never saw that before. <laughs> that's a new one. All right. Now, back. with the intelligence of the lich, would he ignore the mastodon? Yeah. Well, he may ignore okay. it. I'm looking on page 223 where it says summon monsters to see if that's even possible. That's what I was looking for. Mm. Okay, so it is... And it is time for surprise. And we're not in water, so we're not doing a water-based summon monster, correct? So I have to go back. <laughs> we're not. 223. I don't see a mastodon. But that's why he's surprised. Yeah. Why did yeah. mastodon that's not, come? I'm shocked. That's not on the damn chart. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. This can't be <laughs> that's a ma- Fuck all. That's a mastodon's music. He's <laughs> through a lava tube that's filled with ice. How about that? Yeah. Right into the lich's lair. Ooh, I like it. Okay. Shall we roll for... You know, should we have... We have two guests, James. Yeah. We, and this is perfect, because one can play Don the Mastodon, <laughs> and one can play the lich quickly on the count... Uh, real quickly, on the count of three. Who do you want to be? One, two, three. A lich. Oh, sorry. Heck, you. 
You're the Mastodon. So, okay, roll surprise. You get, he's got dice. All right. I guess, I guess where I live is a little more familiar with the Mastodon, so. That's true. You're from the, you're from the Mastodon country. Minnesota. Five? Five. Okay, no one is surprised. Now we have to roll uh, distance. So, someone roll a d6 for distance. Four. So, is, I think that's 100 feet away. You are somehow, as you're summoned, you, you have, Mastodon, you've been summoned by the Great Lich, and you're moving towards. Uh, Lich, what is your action? Yes, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Well, using the uh, Mastodon's intelligence, I would say the Mastodon, Mastodon would just uh, slowly stroll up towards him and see what the, the Lich is all about because he's in a new and unfamiliar environment. Tasty. The Mastodon is semi-intelligent. That is semi-intelligent. Okay. Okay, so Mastodon is approaching. So generic yeah. Lich number seven, you have a what, what are you doing? Do you have a name, Lich? Um, I, yeah, I, I'm going to play the Wandering Monster Lich from D1S Birdies. Okay. okay. That, that was his name, actually. And yeah, I, 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 <laughs> Okay, Birdies. Okay. Am I pronouncing that your name right? Yes, you are. Because I really don't want to get your name wrong. No, that's okay. That <laughs> well, you see what happens when you get my name <laughs> <Yes>. wrong. <laughs> right. No one ever gets your name wrong twice. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprisingly so. <laughs> well, I see this Mastodon coming. And first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm rather... I'm I'm interested in it, but at the same time, I'm a lich and it has to die. So, um, because all things have to die in time, because I believe in entropy. So, um, I'm going to use my fear aura. Actually, uh, I'm going to rely on that to uh, to frighten it. Well, that's right. That's automatic, right? Right. If you're under a certain correct. Wait, it, we have a level issue here. What's the level? As I'm using my fear aura, uh, it's it's five head dice. It's not going to work, but I'm going to. I would do it anyway. Oh, I got you. Oh, wow. So this is a mess. It's not going to be scared of the lich. That's kind of interesting. Okay. James, you're running this show here. Right? Yeah, we're going to roll initiative. You're called so rolling initiative. Uh, It'll be a four. four. Simultaneous. Okay, so you're 100 feet away. You're moving towards him. Right? So your move is 15. So you'll easily, by the end of the round, get towards the, the lich. And when you approach the lich... You're, you're exuding your fear aura. Is that correct? So, is it say, what's the... Uh... It, it's not going to work, James. It says, the mere sight of a lich will cause any creature below 5th level or 5 hit dice to flee in panic from fear. I'm sorry, the Mastodon has more than 5 hit dice. Yes. I, it was it was made explicit to me that I'd never seen one before, so I, I had no idea. He's so. playing it. You're, he's playing it I'm straight. Playing, I'm playing it straight. You're observing. You're yeah. taking it all in. Okay. I'm taking it all in. So now you are close to each other. Uh, I'll say that round is over. It's a new round. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to look at the Lich and charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you wanted to charge last time, I would have I gave you that, but you're... Well, an elephant's eyesight is not exactly wonderful. So, okay. So as you get closer, you're right. going to charge him. Excellent. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to put him down like a sick dog by using my uh, my paralyzation touch. Okay. Very good. Roll initiative. Oh my now, god. I mean, now again, since he's charging, technically his tusk is probably going to go forward, but we'll still roll initiative anyway. Sure. What you think? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So you get your attacks in. And just to be clear, I see like a guy with a taser I get on the, a mastodon. Do I get three attacks? You have a choice. You can only use two of them on a single opponent. You can only use two of them on a single opponent. So you can do two tusks, a tusk and a trunk, tusk and a forefeet, two forefeet, you know, any of those combinations. Okay, I'm going to use the tusks the tusk, and the, the, tusk yeah. is good. the tusk and the trunk, I think. Tusk, 
Is, I think that's a rap song, Tusk and a Trump, yeah. something like that. Okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get any love there. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? <laughs> Not really. All right. We'll use the green die for the Tusk. Your 12 hit dice, go ahead. AC, we're going to use the green die for the tusk, the black so die for the trunk. And here we go. So you're allowing mixing and matching a tusk and a trunk. That's right. Okay. Okay, I got a 10 with the uh, tusk, which probably hit because it's a, a 10 hit die. Yeah. And I got 12. a 5 with the trunk. Five's a miss. Okay, yeah. you can roll your attack. What? And it's an 11 that, with that's okay. six. AC's, yes. Okay, so you're one hit. That's the tusk, right? So right. It's two to 16. And what is his... Okay, question, question, question yes. for the dungeon master. Does it disturb his spell? Because I've hit him at the same time as he's saying the spell. Not a spell. The, uh, the, tra- the paralysis is just a... Uh, it's untouched. It's, it's like a taser, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's tasing. Yeah, it's kind of like a ghoul's par- paralysis touch. He's... <laughs> he's trying... He's, this is- that's six points. Right, so you took six, and you have a bunch of hit points. I'm just going to put down Mastodon six. <laughs> make, that, make that save, Mastodon. Now you have to make a save versus fear. Spell. Spell, sorry. 17. I think I made it. Oh, wow. Don is not going down without a fight, so that's good. Can't paralyze a tusk. No, there, can't Mr. paralyze Rich. a tusk. Can't paralyze a tusk. All right, so... How much damage do I get to do there? 2 to 16. By the way, is he capable of... Yeah, he's capable of it. Never mind. My pen is not working, so i got to keep track of that. Nine. Nine points. Okay. So we don't, we don't know how many hit points. We're just going to keep track. So Mastodon has taken six. This is when you use 12 hit dice monsters. This could be a while, folks. So, uh, Lich... You may, you may, you may want to grab some breakfast. Nine. Oh, wait. Okay. We haven't rolled the spells or magical items. Plus one Tune or, in next time. Yeah. Well, oh, so let's plus oh, plus right. one or better weapon to hit. That's why I was going to bring up, but, but he's got sufficient hit dice to do it. Oh, and you can we talk? Can you point us his rule? So that's right. There is a rule, yes, there is a rule. that if you're above a certain what amount, are going to figure that out? we're going to the DMG we're and, turning, and we're flipping and turning. <laughs> so page seventy-five, the bottom. Creatures struck only by magical weapons, despite special defenses, attacks from non-magic. These monsters can effectively hit attackers as follows. So, at plus one or better, you need to be a hit dice of four, plus one or more. The Mastodon is 12 hit dice, so he can hit up to plus four. So he is very impressive. And just to be clear, nothing bursts across. I'm so rooting for the Mastodon in this. If the Mastodon beats a Lich, I mean, he's... That's like go to Lich's territory. Right? Yes, I know. You would you'd go out and buy the Mastodon. Yes, go to Lich's is out. I, I almost color like, is uh, like color. Should throw this Carlos just so he has to buy a mastodon. Yeah, right. color is uh, it's a mastodon. Lovely, liches uh, are so tusks and red blood. Oh no, there's no blood in a lich, is there? Not too much. No, we'll All put right. some rags from the lich's clothing on him on the tusks. Where are we? All going? right, so we're new, time for the new round. So I'm gonna let you just declare action first. Oh. All right. Um, I think it's reasonable to assume certain spells for this yeah. lich, right? Yeah. I'm going to go. In the player's handbook, you yeah, I'm going to drop one segment dimension door 
to uh, get some distance away from this thing. Okay, so you're going to cast, you're going to attempt to cast Dimension Door, mm -hmm. and you're going to attack, I assume. Of course. All right. So if you if you win initiative, he'll be able to get his attack off. If you win, if you win, you're correct. Go. All right. Roll six. Oh. One. All right. Get your two attacks in. Fifteen and, and a twenty. We don't do double damage, so that is wow. That is a lot of damage. Don's holding his own. I can oh I can I can get mass down if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I got it. All right, so two d two d eight one and two, two to two to sixteen two to twelve. Twelve points of damage for one attack. Okay, twelve and six for the other. So it's eighteen points. All right, so you you you're down twenty seven. Once you get over forty, we'll actually roll your hit dice. Okay, make, right. make a morale check. <laughs> All right, so. I'm going to give, because you are a lich, I'm going to give you a 75% chance you have a wand of your type. Of your, we'll, we'll roll for a wand. He has, definitely has a wand. All right. I mean, he's an 18th level magic user. He's going to have at but least was, a wand. He was in his study, just like... I hope it's a wand of wonder. He always walk around with a wand? Because we're combining miscellaneous magic with this. This is my idea. Oh, I, I think Carlos has to roll for that wall. Wand of Wonder. All right, so actually, you can get anything from Rod Stabs and Wands, as long as you can use it. It could not be like a Rod of Wonder. Roll that percentage die. Okay. I was going to say, are you, are you letting me choose no. right now? No. <laughs> no He's letting you use whatever you get. What is it, Got 33. 33. A Staff of Withering. You have a Staff of Withering. That's on brand. That's on brand. Yeah. Is it the d Why? Because the dice don't lie. <laughs> Staff of Withering, for those who don't know, is a plus one weapon, two to five damage. If two charges are expended, you, the creature will also age ten years. If three charges, one of the opponent's limbs can be made to shrivel and become useless unless it saves versus magic. So there you go. He's going to shrivel his nose? I, he's going to shrivel his trunk. He's going to have a trunk with a shriveled trunk. <laughs> I don't know if there's medication for that, so there you go. So I'll right, be there all week. The shrivel trunk. The shrivel trunk. That's a great bar. <laughs> yes, that's that's okay. another tavern. The shrivel trunk. The shrivel uh, trunk. trunk. Yeah. All right. So you have a staff, and you have spells of your whatever you'd like. Right. So okay. What, what, do you, what would you like to do this round? Um. Well, let me think. Uh, we've got him right in my face right now. I failed to get away from there. The spell was spoiled. I'm going to say that he only had it memorized once per day. Um. So we're going to go ahead and. Let's drop Charm Monster on him. All right, Charm Monster. He's going to go with Charm. Today's spell is Charm Monster. Okay. I assume you're going to continue to attack with. Oh yes. All right. Roll percentage. I mean, roll a d6. Roll d6. Three. Three. Five. Five. Okay. So Charm Monster. Yeah. This could be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Yep. Right. It'd be a very, a very special a ending. Well, he impressed me enough with the damage he did. I want to make him a thrall now. Oh. Through the oh, hallways so of a dungeon. Wait, Can you imagine this? <laughs> oh, wait a second. You know what? I remember last last time we did this two years ago. Here, you guys were here, and that was that disturbing go delicious and Scarlet Rose business, no, wasn't it? Oh, that didn't happen. Oh, it yet? didn't. No. Oh, that wasn't it. Okay. I thought it happened here. That stuff usually happens at hotels. So I, thought, I remember. Uh, well, I remember. Maybe. I remember Scarlet Rose, but I don't remember what the opponent was. You don't remember Go Delicious trying? Where did we have lunch again yesterday? 
But you need to make this. <laughs> They're a sponsor, aren't they? Paradell. <laughs> Charm Monsters on page 75 of the player's handbook. And we are going to. Looks like there's a saving throw for Don the Mastodon. Don the Mastodon has completely failed. He rolled a one. He, oh! They're <laughs> really getting into this. No, so uh, a lich riding, lich riding a mastodon, or you know, oh yeah, through the, through the cavern. Can you say war mount? This oh, is going to yes. be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Oh, yeah, yeah, this music. is a collaboration. <laughs> thing. You can't beat him. Join him. So it's not over yet. He's been, but he's been charmed. Yes. He, he, well, so when he casts, the any affected creature will regard the spellcaster as friendly, an ally, a companion to be treated well and guarded from harm. If communication is possible, so I assume at some point you'd learn to speak with animals, you'd do reasonable requests. Is that the problem? It's probably. <laughs> it's the SPCA. Either, it's, either that or it's Dan's wife wanting to know where I got this jacket so she can get him one. Now, <laughs> so, actually, we're doing spell selection. We're doing. Uh, so, one of the interesting things about Char Monster is from 9th to over 12th, there's a 90% chance per week of the spell breaking. So, you're going to. You have some work to do. Yeah, but but by that time we're going to be fast friends, and I'm not going to mistreat it, so it's going to last. The food sources down here in this uh, in this uh, cavern are lacking for a mastodon. So we'll I mean, take care you, of that. Yeah, I'm a lich. That, there's your there's your <laughs> friendship thing right there. That's what summon monster one is for, baby. <laughs> so, so this is like the end of Casablanca, basically. Exactly. Well, okay. and and I can I say this, and Carlos, if I go overbounds, over uh, you can tell me later. But what Don did is a very important strategy that you may want to employ in the tournament. Just going to leave it that I can't give any more. Correct? No, I think that's a, I think that's very fair. That's what happened. If you're playing in the tournament, this is the only hint you're going to get. What Don did, uh, what Don via Vic did, is an effective strategy that your party should be aware of. You'll know more on Saturday at six o'clock when we have the first edition tournament, which is written by Carlos Lyson, the Witch Queen's Lament. So, uh, so Carlos, you want to talk really briefly about that? Yeah. Um, the Grogs here had a, uh, a contest to name the module. I did the first, uh, I did the last uh, GrogCon official module, Porcelain Sword of Queen of Shalwa, and that was named through a contest. So I did one this time for, that was named through a contest as well. And uh, the winner was um, the Witch Queen's Lament. And uh, it, it made me, right away, the Witch Queen of Perrinland from, uh, from Greyhawk is Igualith. So I knew it was going to be an Igualith-based module. I just need to, to um, decide what it's going to be. Um, I have a background in, uh, in Russian poetry and literature, uh, so everybody knows that Igualiv's mother is Babiaga. I think that's all I want to say about the module going forward. It was, it, it, I kind of tied every, everything together, my background and, and, and the title of the module to make something I thought was pretty cool. It's, it's very thematic. Uh, it can be plugged into your campaign. And again, we're so thankful for Carlos for writing it for it. So, um, we did our random encounter. We did spell selection. We did magic item. Pretty good. Can we go to breakfast now? Well, soon. Oh. I think we have a couple of things. I'm, so what we're going to do is we're going to... Uh, Rob, are you ready to do Jeopardy? Here's, here's my thought. I'm going to move. You can sit here. These guys will be the contestants. 
Does that sound okay? Wait, not you? I'm a loser. I've never won. I'm literally in last. Place. I choose you to be my champion. No, I, I, I want you. I want you. You were the. Pre and this is. I know this is going to get you mad. You were the first champion. Allegedly, he's the second champion. At least hard to believe. And Vic has not played, so this will be an opportunity for him to play. So didn't we decide, by the way, that the DMG's uh, background that was that was valid as far as as uh, <laughs> as material. I think that's why I brought that up. <laughs> I think that's all I'll say. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna invite Rob Ritchie, our Tim Cast, Flippy and Turning, to host our special GrogCon Jeopardy. Bring him up, folks. There we go. Hey, should we should, should we invite a member, a guest member, to come in our audience if they want to play? I'll, 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 leave that, I'll leave that up to Rob. I mean, I'll leave it. Would someone like to play GrogCon Jeopardy with Carlos and Vic? Does anyone want to play? People are looking down. Anyone. You look. They're like students in a class. That's right. I, I, let's see Quester Bryant. This is this is getting awfully fancy. Oh, we got a request for Bryant. All right. You come up here. Yay. What's his official title? We got I, I cast Captain, Captain Bryant. General of Appalachia is the shorthand. The Captain General of Appalachia. Oh, let me don't don't look at these. He's under the table. Don't touch these. All right, Captain General. I don't think anyone can see it. There you go. I cast Bryant. Summon Brian. Brian has been summoned. Hey, Carlos. Where are you going? Carlos. It's the three. The three Carlos, remember that question you have for Dan and James and the uh, special something that I brought? Do you remember Oh, yeah. That? It's, hard for, it's hard to forget. <laughs> uh, thank you, Mighty Emperors, for this opportunity. I think, I think after we play Jeopardy, I think we should award them the... Uh, the, the honors. <laughs> See you, Carlos. Vic, Rob, it's a pleasure. It's good to be here. It's good to be here. Hold on a moment, gentlemen, while I readjust the names of the teams. Just put me as a scourge. He's very scourgy. All right, everyone. You're going to need a piece of paper and something to write. All right, please test your buzzer. I have no buzzer right now. Oh, you guys both oh. have a buzzer. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I think Brian, that was Brian's secret weapon. <laughs> I'm definitely going to win that one. All right, and I will press mine if the answer is wrong. Okay, so I'm going to need some a little assistance from the audience here to be sure that whoever is the comes in first um, is identified. And if uh, wait, please wait until you are recognized before you answer the question. All right, is everyone ready to play? No, do we have to have the the, the question fully uh, read yes, before you have to have the question fully read okay. before you? Uh, ring in. Okay. Ready? So, our Grog Talk Geoparty categories are Grog Talk, Roll for Surprise, Potent Potables, Material World, and The Holy Books. Brian, please, please select first. Uh, thank you. I will go with the Holy Books for 100. All right. Holy Books for 100. Early printings of this book contain a note. Special thanks are also given to Chaosium, Inc. 
What, what is deities and demigods? That, what is? What is deities and demigods? That is correct. Very good, very good. Carlos, you can control the board. I would like uh, the holy books for 200, please. Oh, holy books for 200. This tome of creatures was scheduled for release in 1979, but was delayed two years for contractual reasons. Yeah. This, I'm crying. No, no, no. Carlos is first. What is Fiend Folio? What is the Fiend Folio? That is correct. Right. Just control the board. Uh, what, I'd like the holy books for 300, please. All the holy books for 300. This controversial rule book contains the character classes Barbarian, Acrobat, and Cavalier. Carlos again. I would like Unearth Arcana. Yes! <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the judges will accept it. What is the book that shall not be named except to answer this question? <laughs> <laughs> Automatic loss. Alright, Carlos, you still control the board. Uh, I would like uh, Material World for 100, please. Material World for 100. Cousin Saul claims that a new 100 gold piece worth pearl is needed every time you cast this first level magic user spell. Oh, sorry, I was a little bit early there. Uh, Brian, go ahead. Uh, that is identify. What is identify? What is identify is correct. All right, control the board. Uh, let's keep it up with Material World 200, please. Okay. While fresh mistletoe is best, a druid may substitute other leaves as a component to his spells, including this Yuletide decoration. Oh, thanks. Mistletoe. Oh, uh, lesser mistletoe. Brian. Uh, what is holly? Holly is correct. All right. Uh, okay, finish it off. Material World 300, please. The publisher of Flipping and Turning takes its name from the material component for the reverse of this first-level clerical spell. Uh, what is protection from good, reverse being protection from evil? That is correct. All right. Uh, potent Potables 100. Potent Potables for 100. This potion, usable only by fighters, confers immunity to non-magic weapons. That would be Carlos. What is a potion of invulnerability? Potion of invulnerability is correct. <laughs> I'd, I'd like potent potables for 200, please. Potent potables for 200. This potion increases the movement and combat capabilities of the imbiber by 100%. Speed. Alright, you... you, you are early. Soon. Sorry. I'd like, uh, what is a potion of speed? Potion of speed is correct. Carlos, you retain control of the board. Potent potables for 300, please. Potent potables for 300. If you wanted to control up to 32 hit dice of humans, humanoids, or demi-humans, you would imbibe this. I believe Ryan. Uh, that is the potion of human control. 
potion of human control is correct. Ryan, you control the board. Uh, roll, for, uh, roll for surprise 100, please. Roll for surprise 100. These carnivorous, flightless birds are very fast runners and aggressive hunters. That would be Scourge. Axe Beak. Axe Beak is correct. <laughs> Scourge, you have control of the board. Let's go with 200 for the same category. Roll for surprise for 200. Pixie and Glades narrowly escaped death when they encountered a swarm of these in Grog Top, episode number three. Scourge. Sturges. That is incorrect. Brian or Carlos? Brian? I'm going to go with wasps. What are giant wasps? That is correct. <laughs> All right. Um, roll surprise 300, please. Roll for surprise for 300. If you meet someone in Arctic conditions, you may have encountered one of these who has the ability to project free a freezing cone up to three times per day. Beware of his eye patch. What is a frost man? Frost man is correct. All right, please put your buzzers down while we just while we meet our uh, our competitors. Uh, Scourge, uh, tell us a little about yourself. How about we pass and keep going? Okay, pass and keep going. Um, uh, all in favor. Okay, roll off. All right, fine. We're going to keep going. All right. Um, Carlos, you control the board. The last category is Grog Talk. I'd like Grog Talk for 100, please. Grog Talk for 100. The first episode of Grog Talk aired on YouTube in January of this year. Brian? Uh, the year 2019. That is incorrect. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. That is correct. All right. <laughs> um, Talk 200, please. Rock Talk for 200. Rock Talk episode 39 featured an interview with this man, the author of Aurelian. I know this too. All right, time is up. The answer is who is Daniel? And the three hunt last thing it was in Grog Talk episode 46 that these game designers gave their official Delph approval. I'll give you a hint there are two names that are being required. <laughs> All right, well, the answers are Kelly Vildemir and Eric Hawks. All right, so currently we have, the, the board is Scourge, minus 300, and Brian and Carlos tied for 1,200. So I've... I chose, a, I chose my opponent wisely. ...from Final <laughs> Geo Party. The rest of the other two, will you please take up your pen and paper? And I'll give you the, the category. The category is gods, demigods, and heroes. You will have uh, a few seconds to write down your wager. How much do we have? You, you each have 1,200. 1,200. Oh, and there is a... 
got my prize, but I'll give it to whoever the winner is later. Sorry about that, guys. All right, you have your wages. Wagers. The, the question is, I'll give you the question. You'll have another few seconds to write down your answer. The question is, according to deities and demigods, she is a 12th level magic user, a 12th level illusionist, and King Arthur's wicked half-sister. All right, please put your pencils down. Um, I'm disappointed in myself. This is one of my favorite stories, and I'm drawing a blank. And how much did you wager? I wagered zero. You wagered zero, which leaves you at 1,200. And Carlos? Who is Morgan Le Fay? Yeah. Yes, awesome. Morgan Le Fay is correct, and you, your wager was? 900. 900, which leaves Carlos with 2,100 in our, in our current... Yes, congratulations, Carlos. You had, you had that. Come on, man. You, I, you knew it. I knew you knew it. That's one of my favorite stories. I, I love the story of Arthur and Morgan Le Fay. I was thinking to myself, I was thinking to myself, I just hope he didn't wager more than me because I knew you knew it. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Hey, man, you did a great job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. So, Carlos, later in the day, I will be bringing you your, your prize, which is a very valuable, uh, AD&D second edition book of gnomes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love gnomes. Right, thank, thank you, contestants. Thank you so much. Thank you, well, that was super fun, uh, Rob. Thank you for that. And uh, while you were here, I figured you could talk about the great new episode, new issue of Flipping and Turning, issue oh, five. Sure. Uh, well, uh, a uh, brand new release, released only a new issue released here at uh, GrogCon, at issue number five, uh, is being uh, is made, being made available to. Uh, in goodie bags for the first 200 badge owners and it's also being released to Patreons. It's been available for download for three or four days. Uh, it features a cover by the amazing Maggie Pryor. Uh, the warning is now going up for those who have small children or are sensitive to great artwork. Avert your eyes, avert your gaze. Uh, yes, well, also it has I just want to point out that yeah, Dan, Dan and I are on. Dan and Dan and James are on it, so that's the main reason to avert your gaze. So um, this is an amazing uh, work of art, amazing product, uh, Rob. There's also an insert for those who got the goodie bag version. You want to talk about that? Certainly. Well, it's the uh, actually it's not just the goodie bag version. All of the uh, wrapped versions, which uh, are being distributed. 
contain an insert in the beginning inside of it, which is the first official game release from Smoldering Dung Games, uh, Windjammer, a rules for ship to ship combat in for AD and D by uh, the inimitable inimitable David Thompson uh, with some minor help from myself. So it's, uh, it's and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you very and much. There's some very amazing, there's amazing contributors in there, right? More from uh, Len Lakofka posthumously. Uh, so there, yes, there's a, there's a Len Lakofka's, uh, Stephen Marsh, Stephen Marsh, which uh, it makes sense. It's, it's aquatic. Cause it's aquatic. Issue. Yes. Uh, Kelly Villamere uh, gave us uh, permission to re, do his uh, groundbreaking article. Groundbreaking article on pirates. Uh, so there's a lot of very good content. Now that's just, and those are just the people who are not part of the Grog Empire. The fact is, is that the contributors from the Grog Empire are really amazing, numerous, and uh, it's just terrific uh, what everybody uh, gives us. Oh, uh, Lloyd Brown's right there in the audience. Put something in there, and it's, it, and, and and thank there you. Is, there is. I just now have a camera of the crowd. Wave, crowd! You're you're out there. We actually have a crowd for once. <laughs> and there's a lot of good things coming up in the next um, few uh, months in this with flipping and turning. In fact, I can announce that the uh, flipping and turning special number one will be available in one month. And uh, there's an ad, a sneak release ad for it in the current issue. Ooh. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to that, so you can get it right now. If you're a patron, after the con, we'll make it available for everyone else, and then you can reach out to uh, Smoldering Dun Games, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can reach out on uh, through the Discord or through uh, uh, our Twitter, which is Smoldering Dun. If you want a hard copy, they're they're available for purchase. Yes, right? absolutely. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming out, Rob. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> Thanks, sir. All right. So we've got. I want. I want to allow. I want to uh, bring Vic back in, and we're going to play. Have you ever done a bard thing, right? I think so, because that'll get the crowd. Wrong, that'll get the crowd involved. I know they want to get involved. I, I did a Dan there. That's right. We we are doing we're doing. Have you ever played a bard going after an assassins guild, and where you will be given a scenario, and you have to figure out the right answer? What's a bard? What is a bard? That is a good question. <laughs> so uh, we're listening to the theme song "Running North" by the Pseudo Undead in their more acoustic uh, version. A bard core. A completely original composition. Sorry? A completely original composition. Yes, completely completely original. And this is where North Runner, you play North Runner, the bard, and you make choices, and we'd see are you qualified to be a bard? Now, James, as you may remember, I think last time there was something involving a leathery appendage or had been involved, you may recall. That's right, leathery appendage. And then I think my, six, my staff of withering had nothing to do with that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, it was a staff of withering. All right, all right. Quit looking at, it. quit staring. It was a staff of withering. Uh, <laughs> and then I think six men appeared, and we handled those six men, I believe. And and that was a little too close for comfort, wasn't it? Right. What would have happened if the leader had more of those ruddy weapons? You shudder just to think about it. 
You continue your walk into the dark forest, pondering your next move. We're still looking for the Assassin's Guild, aren't we? Right, we're not even... We've been doing this for like three months. We haven't even gotten close to the Assassin's Guild. <laughs> we saw all those dudes, and we figured we're finally getting to the Assassin's right. Guild. But okay, but we're still walking. When suddenly your sharp ears pick up a faint and melodic singing in the distance. Intrigued, you move towards the beautiful sound. You head becomes... I'm just reading what it says, James. Right. You head becomes somewhat dizzy and light as the song penetrates your mind. Shaking your head violently, you peer up into the branches of a nearby tree and spot four of the ugliest harpies you've ever seen in your life. Quickly, you decide to. One. Here are your choices, folks. One. Plug your ears with torn cloth and attack with sword. Two. Play your mandolin, then attack with sword. Three, throw a dagger at the nearest harpy, then run. Four, cast Obscurement, then run. Five, cast Entangle and attack with sword. Six, throw dagger, then attack with sword. Seven, control temp, 10-foot radius, and try to fry the harpies. Eight, cast Tree and hope they ignore you. <laughs> Maybe don't pick that. Carlos is laughing. Nine, call lightning on the harpies and wipe them out. Ten, cast entangle and run. So there are the ten choices. One, you're plugging ears and attacking with sword. Two, you're playing the mandolin and attacking with sword. Three, throw a dagger and run. Four, obscurement. Five, entangle, attack with sword. Six, throw dagger, attack with sword. Seven, control temp, try to fry them. Eight, cast tree, hope they ignore you. Nine, call lightning. Ten, cast, entangle, and run. All right, so starting with Vic, going across. Vic, what, what, what is your, which one are you doing? Well, let's see what the audience says here first. Let's, let's, let's see. I got some twos, a one, twos, one. I was thinking nine, but the call lightning takes a long time to, to generate that lightning to come down. So um, I'm going to go with Robert Ritchie and the rest of these guys out here that said two. All right, uh, Vic's choice is two. Which I think is a play the mandolin. Is that right? Okay. It is. Uh, well, you picked mine, so I feel like I have to try something different since I'm dead anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with one then, because I feel like there was an adventure. Which one was it where they had beeswax and you stuck it in if there was like a little thing of it? So I'm going to go with the one. Stick, clog your ears. Carlos, have you? Uh, two is the right answer for me. Play the mandolin. I am going to cast Entangle and run. I'm going with number 10. And uh, what else? It was all ones and twos. All ones, ones and twos. Ones wow, and twos. I'm feeling nervous. And David Thompson, the Chamberlain, is on. Shout out to him. Hello. Hey, David. Hello, David. Minion is on. And, and, and the Chamberlain, of course, is our gibbering mouther. No, we and don't know that. We don't no know that. No one knows who he is. He is not. David just got a bigger round of applause than he's I did. Like, he's like he's the, not even uh, here. Did you just out that he gibbering tried, he, he tried to mouther? Out him, but no. Dan, did you just out him? Apparently, I did out. No. <laughs> that is incorrect. James, James can clean that up later. <laughs> There's no cleaning up. People know, have spent enough time with you. You have no idea how any of this works. So that it, Next week, you'd like... What's that? Oh, Odysseus. Very nice. Okay, so what did you pick? 
I picked 10. 10. Okay. 10. All right. We're ready for the answers. Okay. I am heading to K. And I think I'm already dead. Aren't I dead? Yes. You died last time. Yeah. You're, well, you're dead. I've been dead for a long time. You did die. Okay. All right. So number, number one was a lot of people picked number one. Number one. Sorry, guys. I got Something to pick. Was, right. All right. Plugging your ears. That is take 19 hit points in combat. <laughs> I don't see anyone writing down 19 hit points of damage on their sheets. <laughs> well, Everyone's like, I didn't pick one. <laughs> I, didn't I picked one. All right. Uh, who are the number twos? Who does so number two work for? Who is number it. two? Right. All right. So apparently number two is excellent. Excellent. Your singing canceled the harpy's melody. Take 12 hit points of damage. Yeah, that's what's terrible. You still get damage. It's the best choice. You still get 12. Well, there's still a bunch of harpies, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just a bard. Come on. All right, three. No one picked throw a dagger and run, right? They fly faster than you run. I think this would be Menion's choice, I'm going to say. So Menion, Menion uh, fly faster than you run. 26 hit points of combat. So that was good not to do that. Uh, four was obscurement and run. Flying creatures have a better view. Take 24 hit points. Five. Entangle, take 21 hit points. That's yours, right? There. Well, I'm 10. No, I'm not oh. there yet, but it doesn't bode. I was in run. This was attack with sword, so mine might go better, but it's not, doesn't, it's not like a good preview for me. Okay, number six was throw dagger and attack with sword, take 24 hit points. Seven was, oh, the old control temp. Uh, control temp is probably the best one. That debate. They keep, oh, it doesn't work this time. They keep their distance until the spell fades. Take 26 hit points. Ooh, they, these harpies are smart. I like it. Oh. Here's, no one picked eight, tree. No, no one wanted to cast tree and hope they ignore you? Nope. Okay. Uh, eight is, they already saw you. Take 20 hit points. Ago. That's fair. That's good. That is fair. <laughs> they do. <laughs> You're going to be there forever. <laughs> Night uh, nine was uh, lightning and wiped them out. Killed the harpies. No damage. I didn't hear thunder. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, hold it. Call lightning takes a while. To yeah, it takes because... a very long time. Yes. Right, right, so right. The crowd, James, the crowd is angry. The crowd is, is upset. They are... Yeah. They're starting to throw things. I mean, in the that field. was my original choice, but I was, I was, I went with the crowd because the call lightning took too long to yeah. to say. And we didn't hear any weather. We found out in, before there was no weather in the yes in the past. In the, in the past, they, he has mentioned if there's a storm, there's, there's a storm in the area, and if there's not, it doesn't work. This is why you write stuff like that down in a, in a module. I know you do. You do right. You just, mm -hmm. yeah, you, you got to indicate it. All right, 10, this is me. This is really what we care about, isn't it? Yes. Entangle two of them. The others fight. You take 22 hit points. <laughs> no, all right. No, well. So the winners were number two, clearly, right? Yeah. They went, well, uh, two was uh, the ones that were picked. That was the best. Yes. But really, in this case, uh, Call Lightning was the best. All right. Well, very good. So I think we're going to wrap this up soon. So just let's talk about the... GrogCon for the next few days. So, Vic, why don't you tell us what you're running here? Okay, I'm running Monastery of Tasset. Of course, it's otherwise known as, if you know your Latin, that's Silent Monastery. And I'm also running the Keep at Blood Red Falls. All right, so if you're here, hopefully you've signed up for Vic's game. He'll also be uh, 
Uh, he'll be available to talk about Angry Angry uh, Dwarf uh, Publishing and some games. games. <laughs> He's publishing your games. <laughs> and the Strangler's here, correct? Yes, somewhere around here. Okay, very good, very good. So, Carlos, what are you running besides obviously the tournament that you wrote? Well, yeah, I'm running the two, the tournament, one of the tournament sessions, but I'm also running two other uh, game sessions. One of them is called Evil Never Dies. It is a playtest for an upcoming module, and uh, uh, one is called The Sweetest Melody, which is uh, pre-existing uh, material that I've written uh, for my for Castle Arcane's Patreon, but uh, I've expanded it quite a bit. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, uh, Dan, you're running a bunch of games. You're, that's all you're basically doing here. So that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I'm gonna highlight the ones you're running. Sure. So I've got. Uh, well, it's not gonna be a big surprise. Halls of Tis and Thane, Aurelian by Daniel Collerton. <laughs> Daniel Collerton. Yes. Uh, and uh, the museum. Who's here again? Daniel <laughs> Collerton. And, and Night, the Museum of Gnomish History and Citadel by the Sea, and uh, Tower of Xenopus. And then the tournament. But, you know, can we, so we've got some amazing stuff on this table, James. Right, let's talk about that as well. Should, for, should, we, have, should, should, should we have the Queller okay, come on up here and tell us a little yeah, bit about come on these, up these here. amazing items here. One of our patrons, the Queller. Okay, I'm going to, you want to come in here? Do you want to come in and talk about, here we go. Carlos Lising, seating the seat. Hey, everybody. So this is some amazing stuff. Now, obviously, Goodalicious is not being given away. So Posters. No, he's, he's guarding the goods. He's guarding the goods. Queller, can you tell us a little bit about the amazing items that you've brought? Sure. Here at this year's GrogCon, we're going to be giving away some items over the next few days. It's going to be an official roll-off. You guys can come to me at any time during the day. I will write your name down, and you will roll percentile dice at... Uh, Probably 8 p.m. in the evening, uh, whoever's got the highest numbers, if there's ties, we'll do a roll-off. But day one, we have a couple episodes of uh, Dragon Magazine. We have issues 112 and issue 82. That's day one prize. There's two day two prizes, as just like day one. Uh, as Carlos is showing, we have an official copy of the Fiend Folio. And we should show this for the camera, because we're not going to get the camera. Hey, I'm Oh, yeah. that's going to come in. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank you. And a soft cover edition of the uh, Arcane Lost Handbook, which uh, has a sort of a collection of uh, dragon articles over the years compiled in one tome, unofficial. Uh, thank you, Vanna Carlos White. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, for the last day of the con, if uh, anyone's still remaining uh, and still alive after uh, Vic's uh, modules, uh, you have a chance to try to get the Holmes Basic Edition, the uh, special edition with the chits. Uh, if we all saw the old uh, GrogCon episode with uh, Jim Ward, and he told the story about how uh, the dice fiasco. Can, can we see the chits? Uh, you certainly be can, careful, yes. Be uh, careful, be careful. Please be our guest. Don't punch through those. It's the second or I've third. I've never seen Have you ever seen down. the chits? Uncut. Not, not in person. So these, not of course, are a new... So the story of the chits, of course, is that they ran out of dice. And they, they sent chits in. Yes. He smudged it. He smudged a chit. Okay. Thank you, Bob. I think that's pretty amazing. Yeah, not uh, unpunched chits. We have, a, we have a question from the crowd. Um, anyone who has already won cannot run, roll for following prizes. Um, otherwise, uh, yes, one roll per day unless you tie with someone else at the end of the day. Oh, Yay! Oh, wait, that wasn't for us. And, and thank you, guys. 
All right, thank, thank you, thank you, so, you much. so much, Parlor Tampa Bay. We appreciate your generosity. Okay, All right, so um, we have one more announcement. By the way, uh, Mick was gracious enough in his in his underground bunker where he creates all these really cool things. I want to mention the tournament. This is what you're playing for, folks. You're playing for a mini Ooh. groggy, and it has an embossed front, which you'll, which we will affix to that. So the winners of the con uh, will uh, will get that. Winners of the tournament, and also Vic has done some GrogCon 21 coasters, which will be available. So, and uh, you want to announce an upcoming con. That's typically how cons work, right? You start, right. as soon as you get let's, you're let's about the next con. Let's, so. Me and Carlos has got to clear some air here. Carlos, you ready to? You ready to? Yeah, I'm ready for that. All right, well, let's let's get that over with, and then then we'll announce what's coming up. Okay. Sounds good. Excellent. That sounds great. So, um, it is now a little after nine o'clock. Ten o'clock, the game starts. So, I I think what we need to end this with is, of course, singing our favorite song. And, and a D10. And a D10. Roll the D10. Someone roll a D10. See what kind of show this was. We don't got no dragonborn in Hamlet. Sing along, folks. You know it. A dwarven magic user you won't see. And clerics must have deities to worship. As written in the holy DMG. Oh, they want a crowd shot. We like delving dungeons and looting. Every orc is evil through and through. And we don't dare stay our hands and spare the children. Like the Bobby hippies in the game stores do. Alright, folks, you know the chorus out there? And I'm proud to be a first edition grognard. <laughs> Living by the dice and gares decrees. We fear only level drain and poison. That's right, for drive. And DM smiling wide behind the screen, Mr. Vic Dorso. <laughs> We don't play heroes with long backstories. Well, that's your dance game. We fight for our lives to get XP. And there's nothing better than retail the glory. What? Of that one time we survived to level three. Come on, folks. And I'm proud to be a first edition grognard. Better, Dan. Living by the dice and gares decrees. We fear only level drain and poison. Thank you, folks. And DM smiling wide behind the screen. <laughs> And DM smiling wide behind the screen. Everyone say it. Here we go. We love first edition A D and D. All right, folks. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. So, on behalf of Grog Talk, GrogCon here at Crucible Nine, I'm James. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever done. Congratulations. Who are you? I'm Dan. I'm Carlos. Vic. 
We thank you so much. This has been a Bushy Puppy production. All rights reserved.